Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Few Beers and a Shot. This will be episode 4 of our mini-series on conspiracy theories. Today, we are going to be talking about the Knights Templar. Yes, and the Freemasons. The Freemasons as well, I guess. <laughs> Not <just kidding. laughs> Um, This is uh, your hosts, Juan and Kyle. Yep. And today, what are we drinking, Mr. Kyle? Well, today we are taking a trip back in time to 1664 France and drinking some Cronenberg Cronenberg? Cronenberg Blanc, Board. Yeah. which is a French beer da. that was uh, made, uh, obviously, in 1664. And it is a golden pale lager with a alcoholic percentage of 5.5. And, uh, yeah, and this is the original recipe. They haven't divulged it. from it or anything. Yeah. So this is the exact recipe from the original brewmaster, Geronimus Hot. So, um, quick little um, notices. It's a French beer mm-hmm. with a Austrian or German... Uh, Name-ish kind yeah, of Yeah, because it's, it's right on the border of, like, the German-French area. So if you were to go, you would have to take a chopper. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Well, okay. But the reason behind this beer is because the Knights Templar were founded in France. France. Yes. And incorporate the beer to the party, we picked the oldest beer we made could in find. France, yes, that we could find in the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, that's French. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. So, I don't are think these, these are uh, twist. Yeah, no. no. Okay, <laughs> so we are going to try this Cronenberg 1665. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to give me that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the one. All right, this smells a little. Uh, Smells like a little bit like uh, a Heineken. Heineken. Yeah, skunky. Yep. Yes, cheers. Cheers. That's very light. Oh, yeah. I, I can drink this one. Yeah. Oh, it looks like I'm like halfway done with it. Already. I know, Jesus. dude. You always go for that deep chug on the first right. sip. Even though you don't know if you're going to like it, you just like pound half oh, the yeah. beer. So it is. it does have a little bit of a skunk to it. A, a little, little bit. Little it's, it's It's not bad. I no. mean... I could tell from my first experience with Heineken, which I got turned off, mm-hmm. it was way skunkier than this. Oh, yeah. And it could have been because I got a bad batch, but this yeah. is not horrible. No. I, I, I could drink this. This is, you know, it's light. It's lagerish. I like this one. This is more of a, this is more my style than yeah. some of the other beers we've been having lately. This is more my cup of tea where I can sit back and actually <laughs> drink these. It's your cup yeah. of beer? Yes, my cup of beer. <laughs> No, it's def it's it's definitely lighter than uh, some of the other stuff we had for sure. I like you know you know me. I like my my heavier hitters. Mm-hmm. You know, you like uh you like to get on base. I like to knock it out of the park. Sometimes. Well, yeah, you 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 do things as like you know a sprint. I'm more of a marathon kind of guy where I can well, sit there and drink all day and be like, oh, it's still good. I'm going. That's true. I still can't but, hang with the best of them though. Yes, but if you like Heineken, um. 
Cronenberg, 1664, is right up your alley. Yeah. That's a good reference, though. Heineken is definitely something that tastes exactly... Well, very similar to this. Yeah, they have the same, like... I wouldn't say if you put them side by side, you wouldn't. Be, you'd be still be able to tell the difference, but you'd be like, "Oh, they're pretty similar." Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of got that Dosakis uh, lager yes ish taste without the skunky. Actually, you know, I didn't even think about that. Dosakis is another one. Yeah, not as like a, uh, it would have to be like out in the sun for a little bit and then cold again, so it gets kind of skunky. Yeah, and then Dosakis would be in that category yeah. too. Like you gotta cool it, let it uh, warm up, and then cool it again. Yep. Then you'll get that. Yes. 1964 Cronenberg taste, <laughs> but I, but I don't mind it, you know? dude. From being the original recipe, it's not bad. No, I can I mean, imagine some fucking peasants getting they were messed drinking up this on shit that. In 1664, they had a pretty good time. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, all right, yeah, we're drinking this shit now. And then now the fucking, you know, like, welcome to the new country, host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, take let's... us off with the uh, Knights Templar, there, sir. Yes, yeah, so we got the Knights Templar. <laughs> the poor fellow soldiers of Christ in the Temple of Solomon. Uh, a little bit about them. They were active between uh, 1119 and 1312. That's when they were uh, disassembled? Yes. By the Pope yes. himself? Yep. And they the were... Righteous men of righteous men? They were part of the Roman Catholic order. And their job was to protect Christian pilgrims on their way to the Holy Land. Yes. That was their main focus in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into more, um, once they got to the Holy Land, more of a militarized, like, all right, we need to defend the Holy Land. And then also back in France and all through Europe, they held different posts. And then they also were like, a lot of the, it's, there's a lot that goes into um, the Knights Templar that, like, there wasn't just guys who were knights. There was other parts of the order that didn't do fighting. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. Um, they had 15,000 to 20,000 members at their highest point. And like here, like I just said, 10% of them were knights. Yeah. So only 10% of them actually really did the fighting. I mean, you had farmers, you had landowners, you had, um, you know, they had their own, they had, they had priests in the, in the temples and everything else and, they had a lot of stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, though, if they had to go, they had to fight. Well, yeah, but I mean, there was specific <laughs> parts of the order were the fighters. So here's here's the crazy thing. They were founded in eight, uh, 1118 in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Their hor- headquarters were there, headquarters. <laughs> um, and, yeah, their role was protection of the Christian pilgrims in Palestine shock troops. Um, they were, like you said, active all the way up until 1312. Last Grandmaster was Jacques de Molay. And one, known. One one crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, they're the reason why Friday the 13th is so unlucky. Yes. I, I read about that earlier. Friday yes. the 13th. Yeah, the that, unlucky holiday. Yes. It's actually not. Okay. Well, for them it was. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, of <Okay>. course. <laughs> for them, yeah. But even then, like, I mean, I know we're going to get into this, you know, down the down the minutes, but um, it didn't end once they got disassembled. Well, no, because they had, you know, when it comes to their their own secrets, like they they did a lot of coding and, you know, the, there was probably members that were or, you know, there was probably parts of the order that the Pope and everybody else didn't know about. Yeah. 
So I could see those people being able to escape in becoming parts of other factions. Like I know well, not even necessarily escape. They were just since they were unknown, they're just like, Well, we're just gonna rally over here. Yeah. And do our thing over here. Which um from what I investigated a little bit on or saw read and whatnot, they did do. But I love this question on Google. Are the Knights Templar good or bad? You care to read there? Well, it all depends on your point of view. Well, yeah. So I'll be like, under torture, the Templars confessed to all sorts of sinful and criminal behavior. Spitting on the cross, kissing and sex between members of the order, denial of Christ, and worshipping fake idols. Yes. So there's been... So it was uh, King... Was it King Philip? I think it was King Philip of France. He brought up all these charges on them. Yeah, King Philip the Fourth. He 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 put up these charges against them of like blasphemy and heresy and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. Because there was people telling him that they would do like say like they would they would kiss each other during like if you became a new Templar you would have to there was rituals you, you of would initiation. have to, yeah you'd have to like uh you'd spit on the cross then they had a skull of the oldest templar like the the founder that died they had his skull mm-hmm. in a thing and you would have to praise your you know pledge allegiance. your allegiance to that and then they would all like kiss each other and then they would be part of like orgies together and he tried bringing it up he brought it up to the pope um and then pope the the pope was like yeah no like we're not going to go for that. Yeah. And then that's where it leads to, um, there was, it's like witnesses and Templars that were captured, were tortured into giving false confessions that led to this stuff happening. Yeah. Because King Philip got, you know, he, he just, he was, he it's didn't like, have trust in them. It's because, like, Hey, did those guys kiss? No. Yeah. Break your arm. Well, dude, okay. Yeah, they did kiss. Well, well because at the, at the top, like the peak of Templar existence, like they had more money, they had yeah, more land. They, and they land. could have, like, they could overthrown. have taken over, overthrown anybody they wanted to yeah. at that time, you know. And like, they could have just been like, Well, we're done with the Holy Land, we'll just take over France, yeah, and it'll be Templar land, you mm-hmm. know, if they wanted to. Well, wasn't it one of their big things, like, um, taking over? The Holy Land? Well, they were there to protect it. So, because if you go back in the, like, the whole, the whole crusade, crusade, just the, the crusades in general, you would have, it went from Christians to Muslims to Christians to Muslims to Jews to Christians to Muslims. Like, the Holy Land always the Holy was, was either was either conquered by one or conquered by the other. And then one would fortify it, and then it would fall to the other. And it would just go back and forth and back and forth. And that's why in Jerusalem, there's, you know, you, you can go to an area where it's Christian built on top of Muslim, then built again by Christian, and then built again by Muslim. Like, it was over, like, they was just build onto it. It's like, get your shit together, man. Well, and then that's when the, the like, the city now is separated into sections where you know like this is the muslim part of jerusalem this is the welcome to the muslim this is wing. The, welcome this to is, the christian wing. yeah like and it's all yeah. like they all coexist mm-hmm. and during when the templars and the christians had 
control of the Holy Land. It was like that. But these were these were some bad motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Oh, like at least like the the squad, the fighting squad, the ten mm-hmm. percent guys. Those dudes were bad dudes, man. Like, well, dude, they that was their that was their life. Yeah, they were like. Um, because I you, guess you you could compare them to like the the three hundred the Spartans. Yeah, these these guys were bad fuckers. Oh yeah, and you weren't allowed like if you became a Templar like technically you weren't allowed to own anything. So you're like a Jedi. Yeah, and you weren't allowed to have a family. You weren't allowed to have all this other stuff. And like that's if, that ten percent, right? Or the or all of them. I'm. I would have to. I would. I think if you're a knight. Yeah. If you're a knight, you can't. You can't have a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't allowed to get married and have kids and everything else. Right. But you were allowed to, like, after a battle, you want to go bang a chick. Yeah. You know, you could go do it. But there was certain things that they weren't allowed to do just because they wanted to keep their... pledging their allegiance to Christianity. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, even um, Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. which was Dante was... He was allegedly one of the, uh, I don't know if it's in the video game or just the movies or the actual poem, because it's a poem. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I read the poem and I don't remember. I feel like an idiot. But uh, if you saw the movie or the video game, he was allegedly one of the dudes that was on the Crusades and he went through all that hardship. Yeah. And then he was going to come back after the whole crusade, get married to his wife. But then they explained all his sins, which is a whole different thing. I'm like. Going into fantasy, but it's pretty cool if if you guys like that sort of like fantasy stuff and related to this Dante's Inferno. There's a movie or the video game is fucking awesome. (laughs) It is, dude. So here we'll just I want to touch on a few little things here that shows like the rise of the order and everything else. So they after the first crusade they captured Jerusalem, yeah, and it was like 1099 A.D. Uh, and many Christians made the pilgrimage to various sacred sites of the Holy Land. So while they were doing that, the Templars had to go with them on all that. Mm-hmm. They, and they would, you know, fight off bandits or highwaymen that were there trying to, you know, pillage and steal from the pilgrims that were there. Yeah. Uh, then, and that's where they got to this, uh, I guess it's called Jaffa. The, they became, they made a city there. And then um, one of the French knights went to the king of Jerusalem and is like, hey, look, like, we need to have, like, an order here and people need to be protected. Like, we need to establish just an order here. Yeah. And then they granted the Templars the um, headquarters uh, right near the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. So that's when that kind of came about. And they're like, okay, cool. We got people to protect us now. And it just kept on growing and growing from there. And then it spread, like, you know, they were protecting the Holy Land but then they were also recruiting all throughout Europe. Yeah. And they just kept on getting cute, bigger and bigger. And then every time they would get more um, troops, they'd have to go do some more fighting. So like they're one of their most famous uh, victories was in 1177 during the Battle of Montagissard, where 500 knights helped several thousand infantry defeat the... Uh, Muslim army of 26,000. So like some 300 shit. Yeah. So 500 of them helped a couple thousand guys defeat 26,000. Yeah, but those couple thousand like foot soldiers, these dudes were, you know, like cavalry type. Yeah. And then once that started happening and all the 
you know, news got back from the Holy Land back to Europe, mm-hmm. everyone started fucking donating to the cause. Yeah. Like and but not even just like not even just money. Like they were given um they were given, you know, farms, vineyards, cathedrals, castles, you know, and even flight a fleet of ships and they own and at one time the the Templars owned the island of Cyprus. Well, even even the uh the fleet of ships thing it was mm-hmm. it it plays a key role down the line. Because, oh yeah, um, but but it's just the like the fact that everyone saw what these guys did. What they were, and they're just of. like here, take yeah, take everything. Like they were the first multinational corporation in the history of the world. Yeah, was, they were the group, first economical superpower. Yes, basically. And yeah. then there was another group which, when we were talking earlier about how the Templars kind of changed like a faction yeah like it was the knights hospitaller which is another group similar to them mm-hmm. but they just had a little bit of a different function and they were the ones who um combated the muslims in the iberian peninsula yeah which was you know portugal spain over there yeah so that's where they kind of had that like they were still the templars but they weren't it was the, You're talking about the knights of christ the Knights Hospitaller, yeah. Yeah. So you had that. And then, like, I don't want to get into the decline right now because no, 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 that's no, later no. on. Yeah. But, like, I want to just get into a little bit of their organization because, I mean, they had three ranks in there. They had noble knights, non-noble sergeants, and the chaplains. And then you have, like, grandmasters. And it, it's just, it, it's crazy, like, the, the those, amount. Those dudes were fucking way ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Like, And they were... Uh, master strategist. Well, yeah. Uh, the the way they were like, they like said we'll get into how they got disbanded and all that. Mm-hmm. But, um, the way they came out of that is, I was like, holy shit, dude. And Wait. it and, and it's like, it's like, their banner. I don't want to say it didn't matter, but it was like, they weren't married to it. It was just like, oh, they're trying to disband us. Well, we'll we'll just put this flag down. And pick up this other one that looks exactly like it, and we'll just start taking over over here. Yeah, well, and that's another like yeah. When you talk about how good they were with you know military strategy, how good they were with um, well, they had castles along like rivers, mm-hmm. lakes, peninsulas, like you said. That, but they were strategically placed where you could. See an enemy coming from a mile away. Oh yeah, more. But not just that, but just their their ability to. Well, they had a the, and the, they had a network. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking like, about with the secret messaging and the coding, and like they had secrets that only they knew about, yeah. and they only had specific like codexes and things to break their codes. Yeah, and it was only shared so amongst like the members. Type shit, yeah. yeah, and the thing is, is that not all the members knew. You had to be a certain rank. Yeah. To know what is even being talked about. Which is pretty crazy. Like get you know, to the chopper. Because you have like, you know, you have, uh, you had cavalry, you know, cavalry, you had squires who just kind of just like carried all the shit for people. But then they had, they had blacksmiths, they had builders, they had farmers, they had their own chaplains. They had their I mean, whole community. Yeah. There, there, there was, that's why that. They were essentially an entire population. Yes. They were their own group of people. Yeah. You know, and that's why where it's like only 10% of them did the fighting. Like that's it. 
only 10% of this group of people did the fighting. So if you look, there's there's at least 20,000 members. Mm-hmm. So 2,000 of them fought. Yeah. And the other 18,000 managed everything for them. Yeah. I mean, and they spread all the way from France, Jerusalem, England, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Tripoli, Hungary, and, Cro- and Croatia. Well, I mean... That's where their main areas were. Yeah. Like, that's where they had, like, encampments. Or they spread out. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, can we talk about the, like, the treasures they had? Like, the Ark? Well, uh, allegedly they have the Ark of the Covenant, and then they also had the Holy Grail. You know, and that's just all within the myth, you know, the, 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 the folklore of what they are. Yeah. You know, because if you, I mean, if you think about, like, they're like, uh, how can I put this? Elite. Well, yeah, they're elite, but it was just they were around during such a period of time where they had so much mystery around them. Yeah. You know, like they went and they found the Temple of Solomon, allegedly. And what did they find there? Supposedly they found either the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. Grail. You know, like, yeah. they found it, and what did they do with it? They kept it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then it goes, you know, what was what was the Holy Grail? Some people say it's a cup. Some people say it's the, you know, descendants of Christ. Christ, And, you know, you can go on and on and on on what it is. Right, but the, I mean, well, from, my, from what I've seen, whether it be science fiction or not, or read or whatever, it's always been... Um, kind of broken down into it's the cup of christ the the one from the last supper that's the holy grail yeah where he was like this is uh blood of my blood and whatnot which is portrayed in movies and books and which is all science fiction by Mm -hmm. the way um but well so that's another thing where like when you when you come up to the you know where it's like the the body of christ and the blood and everything yeah in the cup is it it could is that a, a play on words yeah where it's like no no but like where it says like this is my blood this is my body type stuff yeah no could I'm it tra- be I'm saying, yeah could I it be no but could it be what they found was the blood of the, Christ? No, the family oh yeah maybe you know like could it, that have been the holy grail there's somebody there protecting jesus's family like lineage and, yeah. and they're like hey these are the last known people who are fucking his family? We need to protect them. Well, I mean, and I don't want to break away from the like the seriousness of th- of things, but um, there's you've seen the movie Dogma, right? A long time ago, yeah. Okay, so in that movie, Chris Rock plays the thirteenth apostle, which obviously is never mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, and he, and he goes on a rant about why he was never mentioned and because <laughs> he's black and blah blah blah. But beyond that. He talks about um, the life of Jesus Christ and all that stuff. And he's like, um, in the Bible, Jesus goes from being 12 to 30 or 32, something like that. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a while. But he, he talks about that um, leap. And he says, uh, he talks about um, Joseph and Mary. How he's like, Jesus was divine intervention mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's like, but to think that a couple never got down. It's like, so he's like, 
he talks about the the possibility of um Jesus Christ having like stepbrothers, stepsisters, well, yeah. or what have you. Yes. From Mary. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, and yeah, it, it it's also sort of mentioned in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. The book and the movie how the girl that Tom Hanks is protecting is a descendant, descendant of Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then if you ever watch the show, it's on um, it's on Netflix. It's called Nightfall. Yeah. And that one is about um, Templars, and the main character has. It comes to find out that he has like, he's part of that bloodline, mm-hmm. and then he has a child. Who then he needs to protect because that's the continuation of that line. Yeah. So I mean, it's all pretty interesting. It's a really good show. Yeah. And it and it and it it, it correlates with King Philip the Fourth and how it's the when they're at their peak and then they're starting to decline and all the shit that King Philip is trying to do to destroy them, and then they kind of run into problems with the Pope. Yeah. And shit starts crumbling and then there's a lot of war going on because now the Pope in actually France is attacking the Templars and trying to eradicate them. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's a lot of stuff, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, I was just looking over their timeline of -hmm. like major, like, I guess, historical events. Yeah. And I mean, they only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, only? Like nine, like nine. Well, here over the course of two hundred years, nine really critical moments. Okay. So you have eleven nineteen. It's when the order was founded. Mm-hmm. Eleven twenty. Baldwin the second gives the Knights Templar his palace at Temple Mount Jerusalem for their use as a headquarters. Dude is just like here, take it. Uh, nine eleven twenty nine. Templars achieve official recognition from Pope as a military order. Eleven forty seven. First military engagement in the Second Crusade. 1153, acquire the castle of Miravet in northeast Spain. 1218, Chateau Pelleron, the pilgrim castle, is built in Israel for the knights. Uh, And now here's the decline. October 13, 1307, King Philip IV of France makes an attack on medieval military order of the knights. Yeah, that's what I was looking up right now. And in 1310... They're accused of heresy in a trial against the Knights Templar in Paris. Results in 54 members of the mur- of the order being burned at the stake. And in 1312, Pope Clement V officially abolishes the medieval order of the Knights Templar. So, I mean, they did a lot of shit in between. Yeah. But, like, to only have, I feel like, nine, nine moments of significance within 200 years. Maybe it's just it wasn't that well documented. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're talking about, you know, a uh, thousand years ago. But, I mean, they had so many things documented. Yeah. I it, mean, and it was... Was that kind of... Uh, and it was 700 years ago. Well, between a thousand and seven years ago. 700 years ago. Well, 900 years ago. It's not a thousand yet. Uh, Well, yeah, you're right. Close. Close enough. Almost it's a, long, a thousand It's a years. long fucking time ago, dude. My like, math my math is not going to be great right now. But, I mean, they, they really documented so many other things, though. It's, I mean, like here. Uh, here's a quote from Bernard of Clairvaux in 1135. 
A Templar knight is truly a fearless knight and secure on every side, for his soul is protected by the armor of faith, just as his body is protected by the armor of steel. He is thus doubly armed and near fear and need fear neither demons nor men. Well, yeah, those dudes were devout, man. Oh, yeah. They were full, 110% in. And the fact that, I mean, it's weird to think about, um, I think they got disbanded because they, they were getting a little too powerful. Well, I mean, that that's why I think they were like, hey, we need to keep these guys in check. Well, yeah, that's, that was the whole thing. They They got to the point where they were acquiring land, money, and power. Right. To where now they were a threat, a threat to the Catholic Church. Well, not just the Catholic Church, to any monarchy. But but the the biggest part of it was that if you wanted to stay in good order in Europe, yeah, you needed to pledge your faith to the church. The church, and like a lot of these leaders saw that writing on the wall. So even if they didn't like the Pope, they still pledged their allegiance because. If you got excommunicated by the Pope, mm. nobody's gonna want to trade with you. Nobody's gonna work with you. Yeah, because you if you if you did now, it's like, well, shit. Now I'm gonna be excommunicated too because I helped you. So when they see that this group is just gaining more land, more money, more power, and the possibility of they have something that the Church wants that they're holding over their head, i.e., the Covenant or the Holy Grail. Because well, it's not, it's not whatever, just holding over their head though, because they were for the church. No, but I'm talking about once I think it was the, when, the, when they when they found whatever they found at Solomon's temple, mm-hmm. they never gave to the church. They kept it for themselves. Yeah. So they kept it as a bargaining chip. They kept the spoils. Yeah. Of whatever they. But conquered. they kept it as a as a bargaining chip, for mm-hmm. you know. But to then the Pope and everybody else be like, well, shit, you know what? We gotta get rid of these guys. We have to make them the most wanted people. But who do you think did it? Was church. it Philip or was it the the actual church? Because the one that fucking started the whole shit in well, writing is uh, King King Philip. Yeah. Well, that's but that was a different thing. That was just what was going on in France. Because and then, and then because they bad faith with the church. Yes, because in France, the knights were seen better than the government. Yeah, I can because see they were the ones giving out food. They were the ones taking care of the people, while. The king and his people were in their castle not doing that. Yeah. So when you see something where you're like, huh, the knights are being treated better than us, we need to get rid of them. So they would put spies into the order or try to manipulate people within the order to tell them something. And that's when these guys were captured and given false confessions and then they were all burned, which then those came back to the Pope. And then that's when they got started getting excommunicated, and that's when those orders were taken out on Friday the 13th. That's some Game of Thrones shit right there. Yeah, man. It's all political. Yep. Yeah. This... They did them dirty, man. Oh, yeah, of course they did. But then again, it's like... uh, I'm having like a... What's it called? double morale right now <laughs> thoughts about this shit because i mean i was born and raised catholic mm-hmm. me too but i've always been dubious about everything that you're told you know mm-hmm. so then you start reading into the material 
you start doing your own little investigating, creating your own opinion and stuff. And it's like, mm, is everything real? Is it a metaphor? Is it yada, yada, yada? Yeah. And then you have documentation of events that happen. And you're like, hmm. Well, I'll, I'll finish your point. And then. No, I'm just saying it's, it's like it would have been crazy to live in that time for starters. Oh, yeah. It was like, what, 200 years? Um, or to actually have the facts, not just the, hey, we think this is what happened or this is what we know. But I'm talking about you for a fact, knowing like, no, this happened. Mm-hmm. I was there, or I, not necessarily I was there, but like, this is a fact. This is wh- exactly what happened. Yeah. Not um. This is what was written because everybody knows history is written by the winners. So to actually know, like, because these dudes went into hiding. Yes. When after the fall, they went into hiding and they started, you know, their uprising as a different under a different banner. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that you don't know, and it's all like, this is what we know. This is the what what has been found. This is what's out there. Versus knowing, like, hey man, these are facts. This yeah. happened. Well, this here. shit went down this way. So when you're how you were getting about, you know, the whole thing with Christian or Catholic, and listening to things, and then kind of looking at your you're doing your own research on it to, mm-hmm. you know, get your own opinion on it. Right. Your own take. Look at the stories that are written in Catholicism and in Christianity. And you also look at the, the similar stories that are written in Judaism and in Muslim. Yeah. You know, they all have similar stories. Mm-hmm. But they're all written by somebody different. Yeah. So, do you take it as these events might have actually happened? Because... You have all these different religions who have similar stories. I look at it this way. It's, um, I don't know. Let's say, uh, let's say, for example, 9-11 is an example. But I'm just saying an event, okay. a, a, a historic event. Uh-huh. 9-11 happened, right? But you have different newspapers telling a different story. Not necessarily that, hey, um, the not like... The Jets didn't hit, or I didn't see that. No. Like, they all hit, but they all have their angle. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have their, uh, oh, it happened because of this, or we have the uh, source that told us this, so this is our narrative. That's what I'm getting at. So, just to, you know, set an example, you take a historic event, you're talking about, what, 2,023 years back with Christ, for example, and you have the different religions, Judaism, um... Catholicism, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how many other there were back then, but you know what I'm getting at. And then you have like, oh, well, this is our take. And then you have the other guys who are like, well, this is our take. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like, you know, in in Muslim religion, they address, you know, Jesus isn't being existing. Yeah. You know, but he was just a dude. Right. You know, he was just some guy that hung out and did some magic tricks. You know, that's what it kind of was their take right so i mean it's it's kind of weird to be like all right so if all of these people all these religions and everything else are writing this stuff down like it had to have existed 
I mean, at I a point, like, you know, like, and that's the only thing I'm trying to think of. Like, I'm not trying to bring up the discussion of religion itself. Right. I'm talking about the events that happened. Right. So, like, I feel like if all these other people are writing the, about the same exact shit, just from a different angle. Right. Shit must have happened. Right. Like, for or example. did they, or did like, you know, a typical joke of like, you know, a Christian, a Jew and a Muslim walk into a bar. Like the three of them, like fucking meet up one day. Like, Hey, we're going we're to write these books. Yeah. You want to, we should have some similar stories. So it makes people believe them. Well, even then, like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember cause I, I want to have facts, but I don't have them. Mm-hmm. I know what I've read, but it's, it's been a while, so I don't have the exact dates. But even like before Christ, there was a character similar to Christ, Zarathustra, who was like, but he wasn't like, oh, I'm a son of God or whatever. He was a dude like Christ who was like, hey, I'm here to help, and I do the magic tricks. Let's mm-hmm. call it that, like, you know, stone to bread, water to wine kind of deal. And he was the exact same kind of character, but he was like 3,000 years before Christ. Yeah. So it was like he could have been like the son of Christ, but in a different um, society at the time, let's call it, or a different age. Yeah. Where he was like, uh, well, at that point, it could have been like right now, if some dude came up and he was like, I'm the son of Christ and I could do all these magics. We'll be like, nah, dude, you're David Blaine and you belong in Vegas. Get get back there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, honestly, think about it. Today, we're in 2023. If some dude came up, and he was like, I'm the son of Christ, and I can do all these magic tricks. We've seen so much to this day and age where you could be like, we got to see where the smoke and mirrors are. Yeah. And we're going to, like, people would try to debunk it and break it and myth bust the shit out of it. Until they're, because they, they're going to be like, we don't believe you. But we're getting off topic. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> So with a little bit more of the good old Templars, I don't know, man, where do you want to keep going? Cause, I mean, we got, I didn't really get into their decline at all. Um, We kind of moved that down a little bit, but there is the, the whole thing about how they, they did acquire or amass a lot of land and treasures. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that they had the covenant, and the Holy Grail, that's just like a small part of their treasure. I oh, mean, yeah. it's it's significant, but it's a small part of the uh, mass of uh, wealth they had. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, not just the the wealth, dude, the power. So, like, here. Money equals power, dude. Oh, I know, but here. So, in, was it 1139? Yes. They were given this right where they could pass freely through all borders, were not required to pay any taxes, and were exempt from all authority except that of the pope. Of the pope. Yeah. That's that's some. Like that's that's a lot, dude. That's and, a big flex. Yes, and it's their clear mission was to gain re- resources and to grow their numbers. Yeah. I mean, and that's it's because just because they were the army of God. Yeah. So then here they ended up going like. Trying to see, and that's the the problem with this. Like trying to really get a grip on their numbers is you really can't at this time because there's just there's nothing documented as far as like they had, you know, they were at five hundred knights and then they got you know an an enlistment of of a thousand more, you know, 
But yeah, they they had a shit ton of money, a shit ton of land. Like people, noblemen who were interested in partaking in the crusades would have to give their assets over to the Templars to be a part of the Crusades. Mm. So you want to be like, hey, I want to fight and I want to join the Crusades and everything else. I'm like, okay, uh, sign over all your shit. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Sign over all your shit and we'll help you get there. Yeah, be part so, of the community. So people would send over their stuff. Yeah. Scientology. And, it, and they were the and they were the first people to really get into like banking. They yeah. would give out lines of credit. They had checks and they had like it's crazy, dude. Like instead, they'd be like, "Here, give us your gold, and we'll write you a check for your gold, so that nobody can steal it. And then when you get to where you are, you give our guys this check, and they'll give you your money mm. when you get there." They were the first people to do that. Yeah. Well, they they were. I guess you call it the first um, economic superpower. Mm-hmm. And that was without a question because of how big they got. Yeah. I know. I wish there was a map. I want to find it. If there was a map of like Templar, like control, you know, like there is one on the uh, documentary I saw, but this was after, after their fall. Oh, okay. And once they once they started uprising again, because they they went all throughout. Uh, so they separated from Spain and all that stuff. Went into Portugal, um, started uh, the Mediterranean, and they went down like the. The African coast around all the way to India because that was uh, they were navigating and all that, you know. That's when they became a, a powerful um, sea threat. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and then they, they had their little uh, castles here and there around, you know, like their points of uh, well, their strategic what do you call them? Here you go. List of knights' sites. I need to see this. Well, they had they had their the I don't want to say lookouts, but they had their like bases mm-hmm. uh, posted throughout like um, I want to say coastlines. Yeah. All the way from you know like Portugal down the African coastline, around back up to India, and I don't know how far they stretched. So here in let me get this right here. So just in Europe, mm-hmm. there's a little list of, it doesn't show where they're at, but it just says like that. So you have, so in what is now the United Kingdom, you have, you have at least 60 spots just in the UK. In France, there was 360. But the, what's that, like sightings? Like or? sites, like yeah. castles, Towns, encampments, and stuff like that. Yeah. 118 in Italy, 59 in Spain, 15 in Portugal, um, 12 in Poland, looks like 9 in Belgium, um, Alamane, that kind of looks like that would be Germany, looks like there was 20, there was 5 in Greece, and in a couple other places, maybe this looks like Austria, there was 4. Did they get to the chopper? Maybe. <laughs> they got to the Knights Chopper. The Knight Chopper. Get to the Chopper. We're going to take over Jerusalem again. And then, I mean, that doesn't even include, like, what they had in the Middle East. 
So I mean, in the Middle East, they had even more. I would, yeah. I would assume, up until the Crusade when they when they lost. So. Well, the, those who dominated for a while. Well, yeah, I mean it changed, but the, that's the thing the 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 Holy Land changed. So tell over, me, changed hands over and over again. Yeah, tell me about the fall. All right, so with the fall, we would have to go to. Uh, let's see, what would be a good date to start with? Uh, closer to thirteen something. Closer. No, they, well, the, their their <laughs> their downfall really started in eleven eighty seven. So wow, pretty really? early. Well, because they lost, they started losing. Grace. No, no, they started losing battles. Oh. In the Holy Land, and it was kind of like making everybody be like, "Oh, what the hell's going on?" Like, you know, why are these guys starting to lose? So in eleven eighty seven, they lost this battle of Hatin to Muslim forces, and then it ends up going back the. The Roman Emperor Frederick II took the city back in 1229, but without Templar help. Yeah, so it was kind of like, well, we didn't need them in the first place, so like, why are we worried about them? Yeah. And then now they were forced to leave their original uh, headquarters to other cities north, and then they went up to, oh, is it, is it, it's uh, Accra. This is the one you're talking about, Battle of Hatin? Yes. Okay. So then they end up going to Accra, uh, which they lost in 1291, because the you know the Muslim forces started to keep going even harder and harder and harder. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the time leap? So we got in 1187. Okay. Was their first like major loss? 87. 1187. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the Roman Emperor Frederick II came back with just Christians, no Templars, so just regular, yeah, yeah. you know. And took, that, Joes. and took that back in 1229. So you're talking about a 50-year leap almost. Yeah. And then and, what was their other battle lost? And then, so now they're like, okay, their original um, like headquarters yeah. was lost. So they had to relocate to another area. So then they went to Accra, which was on the coast. And then they lost that in 1291. So you're so, talking 1187 to 1291, over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. That's two generations, maybe three. But this is the start of their decline. So now they're not even being used in battles. So it's just a society of Templars. Yeah. So now the like the the Christians are looking at it as like, wait a minute, we don't need these guys. Well, we won't ask them for help. So now they're being pushed out of places, and then they went to Accra. To start I've, their own their, with their headquarters, and then they lost that, and had to move to, which is now present day like Syria, and then they had to move to an island just off the coast of Egypt. Yeah, I'm just trying to relate it to like, what well, it would be like comparing us to, like us nowadays, like 2023 to, dude. If I can go back, like well, I mean, you can even like, say like, great so here, grandparents from World War One. No, World you War can II. you can go like here. Our our start of our decline was the Civil War. Was it though? Yeah, because there was so much division and hatred and everything in our country that started it. Mm-hmm. And then you can go further into our history with like during the period of like the Civil Rights Movement caused a lot of hate. 
And was there any real progress from that? Yeah. Was it though? Or was it just not oh I mean it wasn't like obvious right at the time, but it caused a movement which to Did it cause positive change or things that can now be considered as enabling? Equal opportunity. Is it really equal opportunity? No kid left behind. That's not equal opportunity. That's, no, no, no. That's, that's putting a Band-Aid on a situation. Yeah, but civil affirmative, rights... Affirmative action. Affirmative action is, is not a good thing. Right, but you're talking about civil rights. Yes, civil rights were established to give it basically... Made, it made a little bit of change, but it didn't do the change that it should have done. It, 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 it really depends on how you look at it because from a standpoint where you're a black man, let's yeah. say... Well, it changed the points of you are, it incorporates people that you should just be able to incorporate. Right. But I'm talking about it created some policies that weren't good for equal rights. It made it seem like, well, now, now we have to cater and make you feel like, okay, yeah, you're, well, you're only that, getting this because of who you are. Right. That, no. And, that, and that's that what I'm talking about. You. Like, you, you're, and that's, that's part wrong. of, and that's where we're still in that decline. Right. And, and that, now it's even getting worse. Yeah. Because now you're adding other categories and numbers and letters and, you know, you can be a fucking, you know, turtle if you want to say you're a turtle. Hey, or man. You, or you want to be a lion and you're a lion, you know, it's like that's our that's that's when our decline started and it's just been going at I a slow pace. I wouldn't say civil rights started that decline. No, the I civil mean, no, war. The thing is, I think or civil war. Yeah. But. I think that decline started coming when people started abusing those sort of those sorts of rights yeah. or uh, um, powers, whatever you want to call them. When people started abusing them, and they're like, "Well, you know, I should get this or blah 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 because of I'm this and that." It's like, well, you're kind of saying that you are that, and I thought you wanted to be treated as an equal and not. Having not be told like you're this race or you're this color or what have you, you know. But I don't think civil rights or the Civil War started that because the Civil War actually was. I mean, Civil War was because the North wanted you know one thing and the South wanted another. Well, the Civil War was because the the North wanted to charge more. For the South to make things, mm-hmm. and the South's like, no, dude, like you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pay you more for what we're doing. We're the ones making everything. Yeah, you know, and then they used, you know, slavery as their backing force to recruit people to fight. Like, I really don't think that there was a lot of people in the government that really cared about slavery, as far as trying to to go and you know fight against it. Yeah, when the outcome was that the South was producing a lot of shit. Yeah, but I mean, it, it it did play a part. And, I mean, historically, it did play a part. And historically, what? The Emancipation Proclamation didn't free one single slave. Not at that exact moment. No, it never freed a slave. The South already seceded from the Union. It didn't, it didn't happen. Abraham Lincoln didn't free anybody. <gasps> he didn't. He made he made a speech about something to half of the half of the so United States. So how did they States. become free then? After the war. Yeah. Yeah, but they no, but they the, they always 
put as the Emancipation Proclamation was where, you know, that's when they started freeing Well, shit doesn't happen overnight. No, but the thing is, is that his speech meant nothing to the southern states. Yeah, because they didn't want it. Because they weren't part of the United States. They seceded right. from the Union already. So right. his, But his thing is, like, he didn't free a single slave. He didn't do shit. Right. He mm. just stood there and made a speech and then got killed watching a play. <laughs> you make it sound so simple. Yeah. Anyway. The people who freed slaves were the people involved in the Underground Railroad. Right. Those were the people who freed the slaves. Right. And With it the had support of? Nobody. Of their own. The government didn't fund them. No, they didn't fund them. There's no there, there's no support. Thing. The support were those people doing it. Yeah. That's not support. That's them taking action on their own. They right. had no they had no support. But to if back there was them. no support if they got caught, the they North. were fucking dead. Were they though? If, if if people working the Underground Railroad were caught in the north? I'm talking about it getting the people out yeah, of yeah. the south. I'm talking about in the north. Where were they going once they got out? It depends on which part of the of the line they were on. They were either going up to New York or into Canada, or they were coming up here. Into the north. Yeah. Where? But they could still have, the, the south still had. Yeah, if you went support, back south. No, no, yeah. this, there were still supporters here, dude. This like there wasn't just everybody here was like free all the slaves. No, no. of course not. You know there was people who were uh, sympathizers to the Confederacy. Right. And you don't think that those people back then would take action of their own if they found them? Yeah, those guys you know? would. Of course. But So yeah, those people were still What the fuck does this have to do with the Knights Templar? Cuz you were dude? talking about the decline. Yeah. And now we're going down a rabbit hole on a completely different topic. <laughs> we're talking about a civil war, dude. I know. I don't know. We, we went from uh, Christian history um, to... Uh, <sighs> All right. So anyway, anyway, anyway. And in World War Two. Anyway. So in 1305, this is when shit starts getting bad. Does it, though? Well, this is when Pope Clement V sent a letter to the... Templar Grandmaster and the Grandmaster of the Knights Hospitaller to discuss um, both orders merging into one instead of them being two separate entities. And at that point, both Grandmasters were like, nah, fuck off. Like, we're our own separate groups. So then, you know, while that was going on, they tried to create criminal charges on the Templars in um, his in with in coordinates with like King Philip of France, where that's where he got um, the these false charges. Every time of, I hear King something, I'm like, "Fuck that dude!" <laughs> but, For real, dude. Yeah, think about it. Monarchy, they're mostly jagoffs. Yeah, but this is all about. Um, so with a lot of shit about King Philip, he owed. A lot of money to the Templars because he was using, he was giving them money to help him fight his war in England. Yeah. So, go figure. Yeah. So that kind of fucked up. And then that's when he, you know, did the whole thing of arresting Templars and doing the false accusations of, you know, they admitted to ceremonies where recruits were forced to spit on the cross. Deny Christ and engage in. in so the way kissing. for this dude to get out of debt was like, 
throw them ta- under the bus. Yeah, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to talk shit about these dudes, yeah. throw them under the bus, and, uh, you know. Yeah, basically. bankruptcy. Try to, try to blackmail them and be like, oh, they did all this shit, dude. They were, they were blowing each other. <laughs> they were blowing each other and, and, and saying Christ was bad. We got to get rid of him. Yeah. So so he does all these accusations, and it's just like uh, they engaged in homosexual practices, and like um, that's never happened in Rome. Yeah. So and in, in accusing them of worshiping false idols. So they he made all these accusations, and the Pope was just like, yeah, no, this this isn't real. So then he ends up catching you know capturing guys and torturing them to doing it again. And like giving real, like try to give them, they made these false confessions to where this stuff happened. And then that's when the, uh, you know, the ultimate downfall of the Templars happened. But it's crazy because they were also charged like with numerous financial corruptions, fraud and secrecy charges too. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying, um, I don't want to think they were fucking saints. No, they, they weren't. They, they, yeah, they. I mean, they. They obviously. I mean, these guys were fucking killers. That ten percent. Yeah, but see, this. The, they weren't only capturing and torturing those guys. Yeah. They were capturing the guys who were involved in the banking part of it, in the land management oh, yeah. part of it. Guilty by association. Yeah, and they were going after them too. So I mean, it's. I mean, you have back in. I mean, all the way through the, you know, 13, 13s to 1315, all these Templars were still being rounded up and brought to trial. So, I mean, it, it happened for a while. Well, I mean, and if you think about it, to some extent, those dudes, <clears throat> well, not, not those dudes, but like their uh, ideals are still around. Yeah. Well, here. To this day. And I'll bring. I'll read this little bit that you can dive into because you were talking about it. So uh, the remaining Templars. So this is after you know they're all being rounded up yeah. and everything. So then the remaining Templars around Europe were either arrested and tried under a papal investigation, which virtually none of them were convicted. Uh, they were absorbed into other Catholic military orders, or pensioned off and allowed to live out their days peacefully. By papal decree, the property of the Templars was transferred to the Knights Hospitaller, except in the kingdoms of Castile, Aragon, and Portugal. Portugal was the first country in Europe where they had settled, occurring only two year, two or three years after the Order's foundation in Jerusalem, and even having presence during Portugal's conception. The Portugal king, Denny I, yeah. refused to pursue and prosecute the former knights, as had occurred in all sovereign states under the influence of the Catholic Church. Under this protection, Templar organize, organizations simply changed their name from Knights Templar to the reconstituted Order of Christ and also a parallel Supreme Order of Christ of the Holy See. Both are considered successors of the Temple Knights. And that's why I'll give it back to you because you were talking yeah. about that. Yeah, and that's that's what I saw because... When they did all that stuff, they were, um, so that's when, uh, Portugal, uh, had their rebellion against Spain or whatever, and they separated mm-hmm. and they didn't have a monarchy. So when they started their own country or what have you, they had, uh, King, what's his name? 
Dennis. Dennis. I, I'm not sure if that's the guy that I'm talking about, but but he was let, the yeah. Let's go. Let's roll with him. So, <laughs> just to keep the argument going. So, under his tutelage, or not under the knights' tutelage, they arose. They created the monarchy, which they was based, and that and the key name comes Portugal, Port of the Grail. Mm-hmm. That's where. Allegedly, the name came from Portugal, Port of the Grail, and that's when they started developing the uh, the naval part of their uh, military operation. Let's call it. Yeah. And they they were very uh, strategic in placing uh, or acquiring castles and whatnot. And it was um, the documentary I saw. Like they had their whole they had a whole village that was like. Um, given to them or what have you, their headquarters, temple. But their church, the church was outside of that village. I forgot the name of the church. It had something to do, it was, it was correlated with like the seven hills of Jerusalem or something like that. Um, but they, they had like tunnels underground so they connect. And there's like, oh, we have the village where, you know, we have the people, blah, 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 or, you know. And they're like, when we need to have a secret meeting, they would get in their secret tunnels, go to the church, and that's where the real shit went down. Hmm. The masquerade parties, if you will. Yeah. But they had, uh, so they did that in Portugal. They brought up their, uh, like, um, level sea-wise. They had ships and blah, blah, blah. And they started building around the uh, African coastline around. And it even talks about Magellan and all those dudes, how they uh, they were explorers, too. And they were like, we got to navigate, we got to... They were basically trying to go and see and possibly conquer other lands. And um, so they were talking about how Christopher Columbus, he wasn't a Knights Templar, but how he may have stolen documents or scrolls or whatever from those dudes Mm -hmm. or came upon them. I don't want to say stole, but came upon them. And that's how he plotted his uh, voyage. And if you think about it, what did they have on the three ships? The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria? Well, they had the Templar Cross on them. The Templar Cross. Yeah. Exactly. But at that point, um, those dudes were already just... Uh, they were broken down. Mm-hmm. And um, the cross is kind of the same, but it looks a little bit different. It oh, yeah. The, the edges on the ends of the... Got to change it up just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, um, yeah, like, they, there's even monuments still in Portugal where that you could uh, go. And under a certain light, it looks like there there are hidden entrances to, like, secret um Oh, dude, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they, and, yeah. No, but it's, like, things that are cemented now. Yeah. Or uh, tunnels where it's, like, you could go down and after a certain point you can't access because either the... Uh, the walls are collapsed or cemented out. It's pretty crazy, dude. And that's just from like an authorized documentary. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if you were like, I want to go down there and fuck it. I don't care if <laughs> I... Uh, you can actually my, take... my GoPro and... You can actually take a Knights Templar tour in Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. So you can go to... The seat of the Grand Master of the Knights Templar in Tomar. Yeah. Those dudes had a network of uh, 
They weren't. They were castles. Mm-hmm. But I got. What do you call forts? It? Yeah, like forts. Yeah. Around, and they they would do the like the communication with the fires where you could see it like from I don't know, hundred miles out. And yeah. Like oh, that dude's got a huge fire. That's a signal for danger or whatever. <laughs> They're bad motherfuckers, dude. They ordered Christ. Well, once they reassembled. Yeah. <clears throat> They're pretty crazy. And then like um the part that I was reading into like like they've actually like so those those dudes like so the Knights Templar got dismantled. Mm-hmm. They regrouped as a different order. As the was it the The Order of Christ. Or yeah. Or the one you what was it called? It was the Order of Christ and then it was also like the Supreme Order of Christ. And then also like the night the Knights Hospitaller. Yeah, those the Knights Hospitaller. That's the ones I was talking about. So you had these dudes. Um, they they're still like they work themselves, or either they may have orchestrated the secret societies that exist today, mm-hmm. i.e., the Bilderbergers were yeah. named for as an example the Illuminati, and maybe some others. Well, I'm just looking at the uh, the Military Order of Christ. They actually went till 1789. And, I mean, it's just, it keeps talking about how they were, you know, they were basically the origins lie in the Knights Templar. They had a lot more, like, details as far as their insignia of, like, who was a, who wore a collar and who was an officer and a commander and knight. So the ranking? Yeah, they were. Hierarchy. Henry the Navigator was a Grand Master. Uh, Sebastian of Portugal. It's kind of weird. Like I don't know. There's this. Uh, this was more of a uh, Brazil, what? Brazilian. Oh, no, it was like entities using their cross as an insignia. It was the British, the Brazilian Football Confederation. Like I didn't know that they stretched out to that. And then you know, looking at this, so th- we had the Order of Christ, and then they said they also were known as the supreme order of christ but it i don't know it's actually an award i don't know if it might have been a like an organization first and then they're like all right well this thing's done let's just make it like a an award it's like the mm-hmm. highest honor that you can have for chivalry awarded by the pope yeah so crazy maybe they were just like like like, hey, we dismantled these guys a thousand years ago. Yeah. Now let's make them an award. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it owes its name, the origin name, to the Order of Christ of the Knights Templar, from which came the Order of Christ that was awarded by the kings of Portugal and the emperors of Brazil. So, are they, or the, well, not the Knights Templar, because they got dismantled, but... Mm-hmm. They trickled down into the Freemasons, didn't they, at some point? So there's, in modern times, yeah, there are a few organizations that have, quote-unquote, lineages to... The Knights? To the Knights Templar, and Freemasons are the main one, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, there's, what are they called? So... There's temperance organizations that name themselves after the poor fellows, soldiers of Christ, and of the Temple of Solomon, citing the belief that the original Knights Templar drank sour milk 
And also because they were fighting a great crusade against the terrible vice of alcohol, the largest of these was the International Order of Good Templars. They grew out the, the throughout the world after being started in the 19th century and continued to advocate from the abstinence from alcohol and other drugs. And other orders in this tradition include those of the Templars of Honor and Temperance, uh, which is a large presence in Scandinavia. Hmm. So we would not be allowed I was just um, thinking that. <laughs> into that order. Uh, we would have to get that zero percent Heineken or some shit. Yeah, we would have to drink the uh, alcohol-free beer. Yeah. Uh, so that's one. And a shot of water. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and then uh, there's another group called the Sovereign Military Order of the Temple of Jerusalem, and it's a self-styled order, which is, which was publicly disclosed in 1804, and accredited as a non-governmental organization by the UN in 2001. Um, and it only admits uh, Christians of many denominations into its ranks. So I want to actually look these people up because I never heard of them before. You know, it's crazy. I was thinking about um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, the Da Vinci Code, mm-hmm. where the like the guys that are hunting down Tom Hanks and a girl. Oh, all right. So you got Other yeah. You're that. talking about the um, the order. Opus Dei. Yeah. Yeah. You have the Priory of Scion, who is the Defenders of the Grail. And then you have Opus Dei. Yeah. Which, here, let me, hang on, I'm trying to get this to show up, but it won't Don't come up for you. I just want to look at the Sovereign Military Order of the Temple of Jerusalem. Mm. And so, op- um, when it comes to... Priory of Scion. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Come on, man. Uh, I got to give you a hard time because you're always correcting me. So with the Priory of Scion, they are, they were a fraternal order that, uh, let's see what's going on here. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of shit in French that I can't understand. Um, I mean, just basically going off of the movie without really diving into this. They were the people who were like kind of descendants from the Templars to, you know, keep the Holy Grail safe. Yeah. And Opus Dei was more of a radical sect of the Catholic Church. Well, here we go. That was looking to find it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just just talking about in the movie. In the movie. Okay. okay. I'm just in the movie. That's what they're goal was they a were radical group that's what they are described as opus de, well they were more of a, a radical like as far as taking taking the catholic word like to we a t yeah like yeah they were more of a radical like view of we need to be this way and only this yeah. way so then i didn't mean it radical as like they were like well i mean yeah a little bit but as far as they like al qaeda radical they were more radical in the sense of they followed scripture to a T yeah. and when it came up where the possibility of the grail being something they needed to go find it. Mm. So, yeah. Cause we, okay. So here the opus, they are described as uh formerly known as a uh, prelature of the Holy cross and opus day is in a situation of the Catholic church. 
whose members seek to implement Christian ideals in their occupation and in general society. Mm -hmm. So not radical, not to a T, but no, I'm just talking off the basis of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which they they were pretty nuts. Well, yeah, in the movie they were way more uh, sadistic. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they had fucking the dude fucking Silas? going around. Yeah, Silas going around. The albino monk. Tell me where is the keystone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while he's whipping himself in the back. Yeah, well, yeah, while he's fucking hitting, hurting himself. It's penance, dude. I know, but it's yeah. just like, damn, dude, like. You know, you just killed a whole bunch of fucking people. Maybe you should go <laughs> chill out for a little bit. Maybe go talk to somebody. Yeah. That was uh, Paul Bettany, I think, in that. Yes, it was. Yeah. I am a ghost. <laughs> the ghost. Yeah. Opus Day, dude, I hadn't even thought about them. Yeah, you, they, they, they were another secret society. Yeah, but, I mean, I feel like the movie plays it in a different way than what it actually they is. They put them in a different light. Yeah, like they make it seem really like covert type stuff and I don't... They're just like, hey, we're just dudes that pray. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We, we follow the rules, but in a different way. <laughs> like I'm looking up this military, the sovereign military order of the Temple of Jerusalem and these guys dress up like Knights Templar. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. Goofy bucket helmets and everything? No, like they wear the... The, the, the cross? The cross. White and red? Yeah. Mm. They have their own official website. Oh, boy. You can become a member. Uh, no thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where they're based out of. Probably Jerusalem. No, they're not. Uh-huh. They got a oh, wow. Well, they're all over the United States, Canada... Argentina, um, all of Europe, Russia, Australia, um, Egypt, uh, nothing in Mexico. (laughs) Um, They have Brazil, Colombia, Peru. Yeah, they're uh, oh, here what? They're not in the Ukraine, and they're not in Belarus, uh, or the Czech Republic. So yeah, they're very select. Oh, they're yeah. They're not in the Holy Land. Oh, oh, they are in Jordan. Yeah, they are in Jordan. Hmm, pretty crazy. And the map has different people that you can connect with. But nobody really in Africa except for Egypt. So I don't mm-hmm. know. And there's nobody in Asia. Well, Africa's like, <laughs> religious wise, religion wise. Yeah, there's nobody in Asia though. You can't contact anybody in China. The Philippines, though, there is a connection in the Philippines. Well, what religion do does Asia follow? Like, Asia, uh, well, they're probably like well, you got Taoism, then you got like Buddhism. Yeah, you know, they don't follow. They don't Christian follow Christian. No, I know, but I'm just I was uh, I was I, being, know, I, I was being funny that there was nobody there. Like right, that's on, what I'm saying. There's and no context, and then you go to Africa. But you said they they weren't really there, and I'm trying to think. I'm like, what religion? What religion? A lot of a, a lot of Africa. A lot of religion in Africa is Muslim. There's a lot of Muslims yeah, in Africa. Exactly. And there are select group, like a lot of pockets of Christianity. 
in there too. No pockets. And I mean, and there might be just like they don't believe in God. Maybe I don't know. Well, just because you don't believe. Because I mean, there like are the, a lot. There are a lot of those nomadic tribes. Yeah, but I know. mean that doesn't mean same okay. thing in like Brazil. Like, do they believe in like gods? Like you know, like oh, the rain like the gods. Greeks. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that's where they could be in their. Or the Egyptians at that five thousand yeah. years ago or whatever. But yeah, but see that's where I don't want to say I fall under, but I kinda do. Because what they tell you what was written is written by man. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have faith, but I have faith in a higher power. Like you, we were talking about like Christ earlier, how there's different takes on depending on the religion and yeah he was a dude who did magic tricks and there was like oh no he's the son of god and he had all these divine miracles he created or whatever and i kind of fall a little bit more towards like eh, he was there but hmm. maybe he was you know pulling a rabbit out of a hat yeah i don't i don't know i wasn't there but is there a higher power yes i believe that for sure yeah i think there's uh deism it's kind of, I think that's where I might fall under. Whereas, like, you believe in a supreme power, the higher intelligence, what have you. But I skeptically follow Catholic religion, where I, like, question it. Yeah. Because even that, uh, when I had my confirmation, I told the priest, I'm like, look, dude. Like, this is me being a grown man. And I had to take confession. I was like, look, dude. Uh, I don't really feel I need to confess to you because anything that I know or I think, the big man already knows. Yeah. He's like, well, just, you know, you want to get anything out of your chest? And I was like, I'm not going to tell you my dirty secrets, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no offense. But and then you hear his pants zip up. Oh, why, not? <laughs> why not, man? Uh, um, I, was, you, I was too old. I was wondering what you got going on. I was, was too, uh, I, I was too old for him already. What did, what did, you, what did you do? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch a Did you watch a movie you shouldn't have been watching? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Are you sure? Yeah, no, for real. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you touch a girl's boob by chance? Maybe <laughs> a little bit. No, no, I didn't. Why not? What? 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 Oh, nothing. Just asking. Just asking. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's where I fall under a little bit. My wife's gonna kill me for saying that, but, but no. you know, it's. Amen. And she she knows she kind of knows this because I've told her I was like I question shit a lot. It's one of my flaws, according to her. Hmm. So well, why can't you just go with the flow? I'm like because I can't. Well, on certain know. topics you should question. You know. Yeah, I mean, you I don't want to be a sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, following blindly into a slaughter. Exactly. Yeah. You, it, 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 there's definitely things you gotta question. Well, yeah, of course. And if you don't question, then you know it's just what's the point of living? But like even, um, I mean, there's the uh, since we're talking about the Knights Templar Secret Society, there's really good books that I would recommend people read if they like these kinds of topics, like uh, The Origin of the Universe by Mark Booth, or uh, Outwitting the Devil. Which is kind of those like uh, healthy habits of the uh, rich person or whatever, but it's, yeah. I think that was Mark Hill hmm. or something like that. Oh, Napoleon Hill, he is a 
he died a long time ago. And that book, he wrote it in like 1938 and it couldn't get released because that dude like tells you like school and religion, they're like, they're making you a sheep. Mm-hmm. So they can release it back then because, you know, you're putting down church, the church and you're putting down the school system. You're basically like, oh yeah, you're throwing a wrench into the gears big time. Mm-hmm. But the dude's dead, and I guess his, like, um, I don't want to say his kids, but probably his grandchildren were like, yeah, we put that shit out there. You know, he's he gone. Yeah. It's a really good book. Th- those are really good books. Because hmm. they, they tell you, like, don't let your show, yourself get indoctrinated into the, like, the, the what what's already there. You don't have to fall in line just because it's already there. You can make Pull your yourself out of the matrix. Yeah, there you go. That's another one. Yep. You don't have to be Neo, but you definitely pull yourself out. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I've had this talk with people before about, I've like... I've gotten drunk when I feel like I got disconnected from the <laughs> Matrix. It's like, I got pulled out. <gasps> but just, like, as far as, you know, as far as work and, like, life in general, like, being able to see that, like, all right, you can break away from the norm yeah. and not just fall in line with everybody else and... and divert into your own path you know and learn skills and learn mindset to be like nope everybody is going this way i'm gonna go that way yeah and i'll find my own way there well let me ask you this in a post-apocalyptic world Uh i'm not talking about like a zombie apocalypse or anything i'm talking like internet everything goes down Uh would you survive oh yeah that'd be fine it's going camping basically mm-hmm. exactly I think I would too I'm not talking about oh you're gonna have like a group of you know ravenous zombies I mean like I'm gonna have 28 a, days later I'm, I'm gonna whatever. have a really shitty house cause I can't really build that well but I mean not even that dude I'd be if, able to... if, if okay so you gotta think about it this way not everybody's gonna make it if something no. like that happens no I could I can fish I can hunt yeah, I can cook. I can, you know, right. Figure so out all ev- that stuff. Eventually, it's kind of one of those um, survival of the fittest kind mm-hmm. of deal, where not everybody's gonna make it. So you gotta think about it. People will start to die off. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna worry about paying your mortgage? Fuck no. No. But at that point, the banking system's collapsed. Oh, dude! If shit fit, went south, I'd be like, "Fuck this! I ain't paying for shit." Right. But the only thing is you got to worry about is other factions. Mm-hmm. So you would have to, I don't want to say you would have to join a faction because you could be solo. That's kind of shitty. But you could fall into a, a community where yeah. you're like, hey, we're going to try to reestablish some sort of society. Well, and I feel like if you if it gets to that point, right, you find out the people who you can coexist with. You can tolerate the most. Coexist with. No, tolerate. No, you you would coexist with. <laughs> I need I, I as long as I have a level of tolerance. Yeah. I'm okay cuz yeah. I'll be like, "Hey, look. I'm going to live over there." Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But yeah, you would have to find like-minded people. Yeah. That you can tolerate. Exactly. You know. And, and not it, only that, you'd have to have some sort of value to that community. Mhm. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, hey, you are a better builder than I am. Build us a fucking wall out of something. 
out of anything that you can fucking find, cars, whatever, like we'll flip this shit over, just some kind of barrier. Yeah. You know, uh, you. You have you, to you build can, some. You have to. You can plant food. Here's some. You know, plant these fucking seeds that I stole from fucking Home Depot, because fucking Home Depot went to shit. Yeah. You know, like you know, and just be like, we're gonna go hunt. We'll find something. Yeah. We'll go hopefully find a forest preserve and kill some deer or something. Well, I mean, there's the good thing is there's always something to hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in modern society, like even if. Well, like where we live right now, in the burbs mm-hmm. or in the city, you get out of the city, you go into a wilderness, you can hunt rabbit. Yeah. You can hunt fucking quail. You could hunt anything. Or you come across a farm and just fucking kill everything there. <laughs> or take over the well, farm. Well, at that point, you're going to have to manage your resources. Or, or I just take over, we just kill the farmer. Take over the Come farm. on, dude. <laughs> we Come stumble on. across. We're like, hey, bro, can we join you? No. <laughs> All right. Well, it's ours now. Yeah. Well, I guess that's. Uh... And then we manage the farm. And then we put. We uh, kill all the animals and we have steak every day for no, dinner. No, no. You, you manage that, you know. But you, do you know how to farm? I can handle the, the cattle part. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> I would learn. It's quite, how you know, you gotta learn. There's no internet. You would figure it out, dude. You're. It's, it's not like you could just with far, figure with, it with, out. Well, with farming, yeah, there's certain seasons. Okay. Yeah. So then, but then you don't use the same area of field to do the same thing. You have to plant it in another area because then that needs to that land needs time to like rest and regrow, fertilize, and then you go and you you do patches. Yeah, yeah I know that part. It's like yeah. agricultural 101. Yeah. You don't keep planting in the same fucking spot over and over again because it's just not going to work. No. You plant one here, and then you ne- then the next year you go over here. Next year you're there, and next year you're there, and you come back around. Yeah. Yeah. The The hardest part during, like, a post-apocalyptic thing would probably be fresh water. I just find a stream. No, but depending on what's going on, like, if there's some kind of fallout... You know, oh yeah, yeah, like you. That's the hardest part. I feel like would be making sure you have enough fresh water, a clean water. Yeah, yeah. Usually a stream though, because it's flowing water. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you're talking about like a nuclear fallout, or well, just something bad to where like things are contaminated. That would yeah. be the hardest part because then you don't want to grow shit with contaminated water because then you have con- a contaminated food source. At that point. The water would be the least of your problems. You'd have contaminated food source regardless because of the land and the soil. What I'm saying, but if we find water, we'd have to make sure that it's clean. Yeah. I mean, even then, if you got rain, you don't know if it's contaminated because of the fallout. Mm-hmm. The clouds could be contaminated. At that point, you might as well just kiss your ass goodbye. Just hunt midgets. What? <laughs> Went Japanese albino hunting. You're not allowed to say the M word anymore, dude. Nowadays, it's little people. I thought you said the N word. I'm like, I didn't say the N word. No, I said the M word. You got M as in mother. You got to really articulate M. The M, 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 M. Yeah. So anyway, back to the knights. Since we completely went off on a tangent, I feel like that's that's something like we could have an episode about that. Yeah. About survivalism. So, you know, the the main thing is that once 
like the biggest I, I don't even want to say conspiracy about the knights maybe just like about them becoming the freemasons i wouldn't say that's really a conspiracy maybe that's just like an urban legend well it could be like um, an urban legend with no it could be like urban legend or it could be like they just evolved because yeah. they, they broke off into or there was or some people or there was people who were mason or who were knights that became who then masons. became masons and right. it was like yeah we oh we gotta you know hey when the the headmaster you know masons like does anybody have ideas on what our rules should be and one says you know we should do this like oh, hey that, i was uh no no don't just even say i was part of this like just starts putting in some of the rules like that the infiltrate. order had no, no just like makes rules up like oh we need to not do this yeah that's it that sounds like a well, and, I mean, and that's like the thing with the the Order of Christ. They kind of broke off, not broke off, but like, I don't want to say infiltrated, but they start, they created part of the secret society. That's why, like I just told you earlier, they were, they are associated with the Bilbergers, mm-hmm. um, the Illuminati, Freemasons. Um, so they kind of like got in or created them somehow. Yeah. They just put their influence into everything. Yeah. Well, they, they, they're they the OGs. Yep. Hmm. So. I know a couple Masons. Uh, well, they aren't as secreted as... Secret. No, they're very, they're very more... They're, they're open now. Yeah. Way more open now than they used to be. Like, when they were first around in, like, England and stuff, you... It was very secret, and you had to be invited. And they had are they are they currently still excommunicado? The Masons? Yeah. No, they they're they're I mean they're relig- they're they incorporate all religions. Mm-hmm. You just have to you just have to have a belief. No, I'm just, I'm saying like, yeah, if you want to join, they're not they're not a, join, they're not a but... Christian group. No, 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 no. I'm saying, uh, what I had understood as if you are a Mason. Mm-hmm. You get excommunicated from the church. No, that's that was a long time ago. Mm. No, they they changed it because it's more of a it's social group now. Yeah, and they're the the Masonic like. If you go on some of the websites where you can see like there's fake Masons and then there's other groups like if you actually go to the main Freemason website mm-hmm. where they're they're very, it used to be only people of christian backgrounds and stuff like that but now they take people of all well take men of all religions and you just have to oh we're still no women oh no i didn't know i don't think so i didn't know they were always i i don't know any women who are masons i thought it was still only men i could be wrong Hmm. um i was pretty sure that it was still a men's only thing but let me look at it called the freemasons no, we don't. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm. I'm not part of it. No, but Manson, like free of the Mansons, like. Eh, <laughs> oh yeah. Eh, okay, I can see where that could be. Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't need to free the Mansons. We just leave it alone. Just yeah. leave it where it's at. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. All right, what is Freemasonry? Freemasonry is one of the oldest fraternal organizations in the world. It unites men of good character, though of different religious, ethnic, or social backgrounds, 
share a belief in fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of mankind. Freemasonry offers a system or blueprint for the good man to further improve his character and actions through its system of degrees, symbols, and fellowship opportunities. So yes, it is still still for men, what it sounds like. Sounds like a bunch of jolly old fellows. Well, and it's a it's a men's fraternity. Yeah. You know, and it's it's based about like now it's about community and friendship and everything else like yeah. that. Like yeah, now, am, am, I, am I sure? You know, are sure I'm. There's you know, still some secretive weird shit that goes on. Probably. Yeah. You know, I still have my letter at home. I mean, they're down the road, literally. Yeah, I know. But. There was one in Summit, too. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an interesting thing. Like, I, w- I would love to learn more about them, like, in person. Yeah. And actually see it. You know, I don't know so much about, you know, wearing all the stuff. Yeah. You know, that's kind of weird to me. But yeah, they're in downtown Plainfield. There's a Mason's Lodge. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about yeah. on the road. Yeah. And then there's another one in, um, there's one in Lockport. Mm-hmm. And then there's one over, not too far from me. Yeah, a little bit far from me, actually. It's over by, over by St. Francis. There's one over there, too. Yeah, it's about 10 minutes from me. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple. Yeah. But, I mean... In this day and age, it sounds more like a social club. And that's what it is. I mean, I'm sure that you... I, in, so you have, like, there's different ranks. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, once you get to a certain level... You get into like, the good you stuff. Like, you learn some shit that you're probably like, whoa, what? And they look at you like, yeah, don't fucking say shit. Like, yeah. We'll fucking stab you in the throat. And you'll, you might go missing. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll end up in the fucking I&M canal. <laughs> They'll give you that serial killer that's killing people and putting them in the Chicago River. Uh, <clears throat> Nobody will talk about, uh, you know. Yeah. Dude, they, it, what, they won't talk about it. Nobody's talking about all these bodies that they're finding in the Chicago River. They didn't and talk not, about John and Wayne not, Gacy and when not he was saying, doing the shit. And not saying that there's a serial killer at loose. Because middle, like, early, or late 20s to early 30s men going to and from work or going out in the city or ending up in the Chicago River... They're the only ones ending up in the Chicago River. Did Just saying. I know. Oh, and actually, they moved it over. There was another one into a different area, another river further south. So now he's moving the bodies that way. So mm-hmm. just saying. Just saying. Did they didn't talk about John Wayne Gacy when he was uh, doing his shit. No, he no, they didn't. Exactly. The shit. The the news comes after the fact. Yes. So. Anything uh, you want to get out before we close the episode? On well, the I mean. Nights? We barely touched basis on, you know, Freemasons and like the the influence that they've had in our own country. Like George Washington. George such. Washington. There's a lot of, you know, yeah. Masons that fought, you know, created this country. And that's why we have so many of their symbols and everything else. Like, you know, we were you were we were founded on Christian beliefs, quote unquote. You know, mm-hmm. just because that was the religion at the time. Yeah. Or the main religion at the time of, you know, exploration of the world. Well, 
was it 1776 was independence yes and what was uh george washington president he was the first president what he wasn't a president right after the there's a gap well yeah he would have well no because he was when they signed everything i thought they made him president right away like hey sign here okay now you're president um. Well, he was no. He was in 1798. Yeah, so we're talking about. Well, because he was dead. fighting. <laughs> he was fighting the fucking war, dude. He was he was a I general, know. so he came. You know, independence was gained in 1776. Yes, he got elected in 1790. What? Uh, he was in office at 1789. 89 till 1797 yeah is that eight years that's like nine years it was eight okay my math is off right now but anyway there's still like a 20 year gap isn't there 1776 so here I'll, I'll go through his little thing here as far as his governmental thing it's like a 12 year gap so in the he was in office for the Virginia House of Burgess from 1758 to 1775 he was a delegate from 74 to 75 chancellor of the college of William and Mary from 1788 to 1799 and all the while he was a freemason yes he was commander in chief of the continental army from 1775 to 1783 and then he was a senior officer of the United States Army from 1798 to 1799. And then he was elected president in 1789 to 1797. Yeah. So, I mean, they were putting the country together and figuring out everything. Like, oh, hey, maybe we need some dude to be in charge. Well, I, th- I think when they um, wanted to, they wanted to start with, like, a monarchy, too. Mm-hmm. And they were like, fuck, no. Yeah, like, we just left that, asshole. Yeah. What are you thinking? It's funny how we went from we're fighting this war because we don't want to get taxed, but we're going to tax. Yep, exactly. We're going to tax it different, though. Yeah. We're only going to tax people equally. Yeah. But we're not. Yeah. Even though, technically, the the rich in our country do pay the majority of our taxes, so... Good, fuck em. We just don't look at it that way because we feel like we get taken a lot out of our paychecks. Well, percentage, percentage-wise, it hits everybody different. Oh yeah, I know. But but no, there was a big thing about like how uh, during this last election, how oh we need to tax the rich more. The rich don't get taxed. Blah 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 blah. When they actually make up a large portion of the tax, like the top two percent. Of the country, how much they actually pay in taxes for the country. Yeah. Which is astronomical compared to us. Yeah, but they live way better than we do. Well, yeah, but but it's it's one of the things where it's like, well, now that you know that they pay so much, like, it, it, it's fair. You know, but it's like, but when you have people who know the loopholes of the government to be able to, you know, manipulate it. Like, dude, we can change that. We can, we can get an LLC. And write off all this shit. Hmm? And then we can all, we can both get a car and be able to put it under the LLC and then write off the taxes. Yeah. Like that's that's part of it. Yeah. 
It's known the loopholes. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, we can't pay for my phone anymore. Why? Because I use that for my business. Yeah. So it's a business write-off. So now I write off $1,200 a year yeah. on taxes. Because, oh, I pay for my I pay for my phone, but my phone is used for work. So it's a work expense. So I can write it all off. Mm-hmm. I use my car to come here. I got to write it all off. Yeah. We use the house to record. Yeah, you can you can you can claim that as a a a tax exemption. This is my this is where we pay. I pay the bills to pay the to keep this place going. Yep, it's crazy. I know, dude, but that's how the rich stay rich, man. The rich stay rich by not paying shit for poor people. Hmm. The rich stay rich by not giving away their money. Exactly. And you need to create multiple streams of income. Yes, revenue. Yep. So, got anything else on Freemason? Well, we didn't even really cover them. I mean, we kind of just talked about them for a second. Well, the episode was Knights Templar. Well, yeah, but the Knights Templar, you know, you can trace the, the one of the main conspiracy theories is that once the Templars fell, they became the Freemasons. The Knights of Christ. Yeah, but that's that's then, there is a group, you know, like. But I'm talking about at the end of the day, they were the descendants, was the Freemasons, were the group that got the most. You know more about the Freemasons than you do about the Order of Christ. True. With, throughout history. Yeah. Well, it depends on where you're from. Well, um, yeah. But I'm talking if about you're here. from Portugal, you probably I'm know. I'm talking about here about in, in most places, I would say they know the Freemasons over the Order of Christ. I don't know. I would say in Lon- in England, you know more about the Freemasons. In England, yes. In the uh, France, is... France and Portugal, probably not. Yeah, they probably know all about the Order of Christ and all that stuff. Spain, okay, you know. Español, you know. No me gusta los crustáceos. But here, it'd be more about the Freemasons over the Order of Christ. Yeah. I like. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the show Sleepy Hollow. No. But I know it's a, based off of, but no, I didn't yeah, it's based it. uh, around. Freemasonry, how the dude that <clears throat> Ichabod Crane, yeah, was in the war. So is that where, the one where like it's present day? Yeah, but he like, yeah, he was asleep the whole time. The yeah. headless horseman was out. Okay, yeah, the first couple seasons are good. Hmm. How? Because he's like connected to him, yeah. so it's like if that dude's alive, you're alive. It's kind of one of those deals, and he he they talk about how. That's how I came to know George Washington was a Freemason because he's like, oh, yeah, I was in the war with George Washington and they were fighting the British and whatnot. And they made the fucking horseman British because he's the bad guy. Yeah. And the war and blah, whatnot. Well, you got to. Yeah. He's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> we must fire the Death Star, sir. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Big old squid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 a good show. But um, no, nope, I never saw it. And the dude knows like all this shit because he was like more advanced, or he had like knowledge ahead of its time because of the Freemasons. Okay, basically. And it's speaking of Freemasons, if you want to get into a little bit more, mm. you know, Assassin's Creed. Dives into that too, yeah. Them and the Illuminati. 
the Illuminados, Las Los Illuminados. Mm-hmm. They talk about Los Illuminados in Resident Evil Four. Really? Yeah. Why? Are they the ones who? No, they they're just uh, like a cult that gets infected with POWs, so and they called Los Illuminados the Illuminated. Makes sense. Yeah. It's a it's science fiction. So. <laughs> so, like, it makes it like, oh, that's cool, you know. see if there's anything else of note I mean there's a lot when it comes to the Freemasons but like you don't know what's real and what's not you know because you have like if you even go through like conspiracies of who are members and stuff like the biggest thing is that Jack the Ripper was a Freemason and the Masons were part of the cover up of that you know that's why they could never catch him or ever find him what was that one joke I had about Jack the Ripper? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> keep that one off the air. I'm like, wait, why are you laughing yourself? <laughs> I don't gonna, know. I'm gonna keep that one off the air. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's a little weird, man. Okay. I'll remind you afterwards. Okay. Oh, so here, here's an interesting little tidbit for the. Uh, the wokeness of the Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. In 2018, guidance was released by the United Grand Lodge of England, stating that in regard to transgender women, a Freemason who after initiation ceases to be a man does not cease to be a Freemason. The guidance also states that transgender men are also allowed to be Freemasons. So a woman becoming a man could be a Freemason. So if you're a dude and you chop it off, but you were a Mason already, you're still a Mason. Or if you're a chick who turned into a man, who flipped put it, it in, who, who, put who, it pulled it, who pulled it out, who went from inside out, um, you, your innie became an outie. Uh, you could be a you could be a mason too. Okay, okay. So as long you, as you're li- as, as long as you uh, as long as you identify man. as a man, yeah. you can be a Freemason. So mm, there you go. That's their wokeness. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff there. Yeah. Matt Mason cut his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need it. Hey, I found this sausage on the street. I want to be a mason. There you go. Strap it on. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Yeah, dude. I didn't know they were that woke. Well, you got to adapt. You know, times and all. Well, yeah, I guess so. But hey, you know. Me, I'm not all for it. You're not for what? Chopping off your junk? No. Yeah, me Definitely not. No, I like keeping things intact. I don't know. It's just... I don't want to dive into the... uh, The alphabet people? The alphabet people. I got you. I don't want to dive into the alphabet people either. I got my opinion. I respect other people's opinions. Just don't shove it in my face. I I have my own issues to deal with without having to deal with yours. Well, that's the best way to keep it. Just keep it to yourself. You know? Exactly. 
I'm good with you doing your own thing. Leave me alone. Yep. You know? I have my shit to deal with. I don't want to have to deal with yours. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and on that note, we should probably uh, end our night with a little shot. Yes. Let's do the uh, repeat of the 43. Yes. Le Croix 43. Le Croix. Le Croix. This was this is pretty sweet. I don't want to say this was, but it is pretty sweet. Yeah, I, and I like it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's good. I told you my. Uh, oh, and it and it kind of kind of stays in our little, you know, tutelage of uh, Europe because it's from Spain. It's Espanol. Yes, it's a Spanish liquor made in Cartagena, Spain. Cartagena. Yes. Or should I say Espanol? Espanol, tío. <laughs> oh, see. dude, I got, I got so many accents I could bust out. It doesn't really have too much of a history on it. I was hoping to hit a little bit. Oh, so it's, uh, let's see. Liquor Marablis, which is encountered by the Romans when they hmm. conquered the region in 209 BC. 209? So this was founded, this is private distilled back, started in 1924. Hmm. Product of Spain. Yes. A secret Spanish family recipe of Mediterranean citrus fruits infused with selected botanicals. Hmm. In 2011, it was the fastest growing premium liquor in the world and is present in more than 60 countries. In 2015, inquiry into the best-selling alcohols in the world's 50 best bars... Liquor 43 was ranked as the ninth best-selling digestive worldwide. Hmm. And Liquor 43 was the fastest-growing liquor of the scale globally in 2017. There you go. Crazy. It's cray-cray? Honey mustard, you cray-cray. And in, in Mexico, they do Liquor 43 with espresso and ice. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. And in a mini beer is Liquor 43 cocktail designed to visually imitate a beer. A, a little beer. Yes. You use heavy cream. Or did you want to say a midget beer? No. <laughs> a common cocktail variation in Mexico is the Sandrio, which is Liquor 43 shaken with whole milk. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, whole milk, though. Huh. What do you do, 2%? I'd be dead. I'm lactose intolerant. To 0%? Like, I don't drink milk. Yeah. I, 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 what if it had liquor in it, though? I, uh... Or more specifically... I take a risk. Beer. I take a risk eating ice cream, okay? Yeah. When I want ice cream, I'm like, oh, it's gonna happen. Or, I want pizza. Here we go. Put my game face on. You know what's funny? I've seen you eat pizza... And you're like, oh, I got to stay away from bread. So eat all the cheese. I know. <laughs> <And> I, the, <laughs> so that's a risk. Yes, it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Yeah. Well. We got one We got one more episode left in our mini-series, mini-series on conspiracy theories. And it will be on Mr. Adolf Hitler. Adolf. And. The Fuhrer. Yes. But did the Holocaust really happen? 
That Some people cool. say no. Hey, man. I know I can think of millions of people who said yes, but yeah. there's some weirdos out there who think that it was all smoke and mirrors. There's still those people who think the earth is flat. I know. So, But make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Podbean. Podchaser, iHeartRadio, whatever. Whatever you want to listen to. You can find us at Few Beers in a Shot Podcast. Yes. Um, I don't know. What are we on on Instagram? Is it at Few Beers in a Shot? Yeah. Okay. I don't go on it that much. That's why I don't know. But I know if you Google or go to YouTube and put Few Beers in a Shot, we pop up right away. And be sure to comment. I mean, we're we're always open to suggestions about um, doing shows on specific topics, whatever you guys want. It could be goofy. It could be serious. We like to have fun. We'll we'll always find a dark humor spin to a serious subject. So. And I do like doing this kind of thing. Yeah. Where we have topics like we want to research and talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we do mini series blocks. Yeah. You know. Or uh, another popular was the uh, Campfire Tales. Yes, Campfire Tales was good which too. Which we need to do another episode on. Yeah, we can we got to we got to finish this series before we move on to the yeah. next one. So, of course. But again, thanks for the support. Be sure to like, share and follow. Tell your friends, tell your family. And uh here's to you guys. Yes, cheers. The Core 43. Oh, and to Mr. to the serious not so serious podcast whenever we're on there as a guest. Yes. We'd love to be a part of that and get to know them more and then you guys follow them as well. Yeah. Because without you guys, we were just a couple dudes just sitting around talking shit, drinking beer. Yeah. So, cheers. Rough to never, never let. Good night. <laughs>